Welcome to our Sunday morning worship service. We are here to glorify God, not ourselves, not the world we live in, not our jobs, not our cars, not our, our friends, but Christ, who died on the cross for our sins. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for the provisions that you have blessed this church with. You have blessed us so richly. You have given us a building in which we can gather as like-minded believers to worship Christ, to exalt Christ, to lift our voices, to sing to you. We thank you, Lord, that you are our all in all and that you are the great provider. You are the one that has given us the ultimate blessing of Christ. You are the one who continues to guide us and direct us through the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. You are the one who provides us opportunities to witness to the lost and the unsaved. You are the one who gives us opportunities to be light in this world and salt of the earth. Without you, we would have none of this. So we thank you for how you continue to provide for us. We ask now that you would be with us this morning. Provide for us, Lord, the voices to sing. Provide for us, Lord, the focus that we need so that we can concentrate on your word, that we wouldn't be hearers only, but be doers, that we would apply the word, that we take it from this building throughout this week so that we can be uh, mirror images of Christ in our daily lives. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. God has created provisions for mankind, and they're evident throughout all of Scripture. After he spoke the world into existence, God provided the finest of vegetables and fruit for Adam and Eve to eat. He provided food. And even after the fall, God provided clothing as they were naked. And he provided even more food within meat for them to eat. God doesn't only provide for our physical needs, but he provides for our spiritual needs as well. We look at the Old Testament, look at Genesis 22, Abraham and Isaac. God tested Abraham's faith to take his son, whom he loved, and to make him and to offer him as a sacrifice. Abraham did so obediently. Isaac questioned his father, Dad, you're missing something here. And what was Abraham's response? God will provide for himself a lamb. And so he did. God provided that sacrifice that was needed. So Abraham called that place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Joseph is another great example in the Old Testament of how God provided for him continuously. I don't know if you have siblings or not, and if you do, I'm sure you've had quarrels with them. I had one sibling. We quarreled a lot. She turned out to be a lawyer. I didn't win often. <laughs> but Joseph's siblings were a little bit more mean than my sister was. They sold him as a slave. But through that, God provided for Joseph, and he became great in the nation of Egypt until Potter, Satan used Potiphar's wife, and he was thrown in prison. But even there... Jesus, or the Lord found, uh, the, the Lord blessed Joseph in verse 21, chapter 37. But the Lord, set, the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. 
God continually provided, whether he was in a palace or in prison. Through Joseph's trials, he was he he had uh, opportunities to witness to the cupbearer and the baker. He also had the ability to interpret Pharaoh's dream, that brought him back up to to a high level. Talk about a roller coaster. Fast forward, the Lord used Joseph to provide for Joseph's family, the same brothers who sold him because there was a great famine. So Joseph was able to provide for his brothers. God used Joseph to provide. Israel was captive in Egypt for quite a long time. God provided a leader in Moses and a way out, providing miracles in the way of plagues, parting water, and freedom from the captors. While in the wilderness, God provided food. He provided sustenance. All the while, Israel complained. It wasn't what they wanted, but it is what God knew they needed. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the Lord provided for them in a great way. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Men of great faith, God provided. You can see in the Old Testament these examples of how the Lord provided, and it wasn't always what they wanted, but it was what they needed. Physical needs, yes, but more importantly, spiritual needs, past, present, and future. He makes those same provisions for us today. Our God is the great provider. Our God has always been the great provider. When Jesus walked, he provided many miracles. We're all familiar with the feeding of the 5,000. A lot of theologians believe that there are more than 5,000. At the end of Matthew's account says 5,000 men, women, and children. MacArthur says there could be up to 20,000, 25,000. For our argument's sake, it'll just be a lot of people. Leading up to that miracle, though, Jesus had sent out the disciples in pairs, in twos, to go out and, and send out unclean spirits and to heal, heal diseases. When they came back, they were tired. Jesus took them in the boat across the Sea of Galilee for rest. Jesus knew what they needed. They needed rest. People followed, and this is the part that still astounds me, they ran around the sea, and they got there before the boat got across the sea. And there were people waiting. And so what did Jesus do? He taught them. Think about the perfect theology they got that morning, 20-some thousand people. They got a perfect theology. The disciples, it was getting late in the day, the disciples wanted to send the people away. That's kind of common through a lot of the New Testament and the the Gospels. Disciples just wanted to get rid of people. We don't have enough money. We can't feed them all. Send them away, Jesus. What did Jesus say? Feed them yourself. Now, this is where their belief kind of wavered a little bit. They had just cast out demons and healed people, and yet they couldn't figure out that they could feed people as well. They came out with five loaves and two fish. Now, Jesus broke the bread blessed it, and started handing it out. And it just kept coming. And it just kept coming. He was providing for a large number of people a perfect meal. Grain that had never touched soil. Fish that had never touched water. It was probably the most exquisite meal they had ever had. 
Not only that, but when everyone was fed and they were full, Jesus instructed the disciples to go gather all the, the leftovers. And when you know it, there were 12 baskets of leftovers, one for each disciple. This isn't a basket like a laundry basket. Think of a smaller basket like a lunchbox or something like that. It was a reminder for the disciples. It was sanctification for the disciples. It was a show of their wavering faith. God provided a lesson for them. God provided wisdom for them. Don't be faint of heart. The Jews, on the other hand, wanted more food. They went back across the sea. And what did all those people do? They ran back around. They wanted another handout. They were waiting for that, that conquering hero. They wanted their earthly needs met. They wanted their food. They wanted shelter. And they wanted protection. That's what they were looking for. They could care less about their spiritual needs. The Jews wanted to be fed. But God has different desires for us. God wants to feed us spiritually and physically. Now, Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now, this does not mean we always get what we want, how we want it, or when we want it. God will provide according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Taken into context, Paul's referring to the generosity of the Philippians to how he, they provided for Paul in his ministry. Paul is stating here that God will provide for them as they provided for Paul. This is not a carte blanche, if you give, you'll get whatever you want. The Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 does not say, give us this daily Maserati. Or give us this daily health and money and everything else that I want. On the contrary, it says, give us this daily bread. Right? Give us what we need for today. It also says, your kingdom come, not ours. God's kingdom come. Your will be done. Put in context, our provisions are part of God's will for us. Like any, like any good parent, God the Father knows what we need and doesn't spoil us with what we want. We do not subscribe to a health and wealth gospel. God does provide our daily needs, our food and our shelter, yes. Those are the things that the Jews were looking for. But they were not interested in the greatest need, salvation, spiritual needs, and eternal needs. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. God provided the ultimate provision in Christ himself, that he took our place on the cross and paid our penalty. There's no better provision than that. John 14, 1 through 6 says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. Do you believe that? God provided a way for us to be reconciled back to himself. And not only that, he's got a house with rooms in it for every believer. That is the promise given to us. 
that is what we have to look forward to. Our troubles here on earth will always be here. We live in a fallen world. God still provides for us here. He does. But he has given us the greatest provision that we need, and that's our eternal need. He has given us a house that we have to look forward to where we can fellowship with God, where we can worship God continuously. That is what we have to look forward to. God, God's provisions are not always what we want. We are selfish at times, and we don't always know what we need. God does not operate on our timetable. I want it now, now, now. No, says God. You'll get it when you need it, and I will let you know when that is. Don't let God's provisions, or what we may perceive as the lack of provisions, hinder your faith. That's, that's, that would be atrocity, atrocity to, to look at what we have or don't have and let that affect your daily walk. Remember that he does provide according to the riches, as Ephesians 3.8 says, the unsearchable riches in Christ. He is faithful, and we can trust that he will provide for our every need as he sees fit. 